0: Dravanam Diaries podcast. Reading Bhagavad Gita as it is, the book by His Divine Grace Abhay Charanaravinda Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, Chapter Six, Dhyana Yoga, Text Ten. Yogi yunjita satam atmanam isthita, Ekaki ekakiiyate chittatma nirashir A transcendentalist should always engage his body, mind and self in relationship with the Supreme. He should live alone in a secluded place and should always carefully control his mind. He should be free from desires and feelings of possessiveness. Purport Krishna is realized in different degrees as Brahman, Paramatma and the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Krishna Consciousness means concisely, to be always engaged in the transcendental, loving service of the Lord. But those who are attached to the impersonal Brahman or the localized Supersoul, Are also partially Krishna conscious because the impersonal Brahman is the spiritual ray of Krishna and the super soul is the all-pervading partial expansion of Krishna thus the impersonalist and the meditator are also indirectly Krishna conscious a directly Krishna conscious person is the topmost transcendentalist because such a devotee knows what is meant by Brahman and Paramatma. His knowledge of the absolute truth is perfect, whereas the impersonalist and the meditative yogi are imperfectly Krishna conscious. Nevertheless, all of these are instructed instructed herewith to be constantly engaged in their particular pursuits, so that they may come to the highest perfection sooner or later. The first business of a transcendentalist is to keep the mind always on Krishna. One should always think of Krishna and not forget him, even for a moment. Concentration of the mind on the supreme is called samadhi or trance. In order to concentrate the mind one should always remain in seclusion and avoid disturbance by external objects. He should be very careful to accept favorable and reject unfavorable conditions that affect his realization. And In perfect determination, he should not hanker after unnecessary material things that entangle him by feelings of possessiveness. All these perfections and precautions are perfectly executed when one is directly in Krishna consciousness, because direct Krishna consciousness means self-abnegation, wherein there is very little chance for material possessiveness. Sri Rupa Goswami characterizes Krishna consciousness in this way. Anasaktasya vishayam yathartham upayunjataha nirbanda krishna sambandhe yuktam vairagyam uchyate. Prapanchikataya budhya hari sambandhi parityāgo falgu When one is not attached to anything, but at the same time accepts everything in relation to Krishna, one is rightly situated above possessiveness. On the other hand, one who rejects everything without knowledge of its relationship to Krishna is not as complete in his renunciation. Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu 1.2.255-256 A Krishna conscious person well knows that everything belongs to Krishna. And thus, he is always free from feelings of personal possession. As such, he has no hankering for anything on his own personal account. He knows how to accept things in favor of Krishna consciousness and how to reject things unfavorable to Krishna consciousness. He is always aloof from material things because he is always transcendental and he is always alone having nothing to do with persons not in Krishna consciousness therefore a person in Krishna consciousness is a perfect yogi Hmm. see these things that are usually mentioned that a yogi or a transcendentalist, he's always silent. So, Shra explains in different parts of Bhagavad Gita that he's silent, a devotee is always silent because he only talks about Krishna. Or here, right, Prabhupada says, he's always alone. He has nothing to do with persons who are not in Krishna consciousness. But he will associate with devotees. Or it says that he doesn't um, possess anything but he will engage anything except everything in relation to Krishna but that's the point that if it doesn't have a relationship with Krishna it doesn't have relationship with Krishna it doesn't have utility in serving Krishna then the person will not possess it the devotee or like here it says if it's favorable to a Krishna consciousness, he will accept. He doesn't hanker for anything for his own personal account. And thus, he's free from feelings of material, personal possession. Hmm. Okay. Aha. Uh-huh. Next couple of verses. It will be described uh, about how yogis practice ashtanga yoga. I would really want it all to be in one in- together. So today okay today we shall stop at this point and meditate on possessiveness and uh, actually when it comes to course when it comes to higher levels of spiritual realization and devotional stages then devotees they have this feeling of possessiveness towards Krishna like today during the class uh, somebody asked Bhimla Prasad Prabhu about uh, Radha Krishna Prana Mora and Bhima Prasad Prabhu is saying that actually this bhajan is very, very confidential because Radha Krishna Prana Mora. He, you know, he, like it's, uh, there is this feeling of possessiveness, Krishna is mine. And uh, it is actually the epitome, or how do you call it? The pinnacle of that possessiveness is Srimati Radharani who is saying that Krishna is mine and uh, right now there is kartik month damodar month and yashoda mai yashoda devi she binds krishna like like this parental affection that possessiveness of krishna like she she's able to bind him bind the supreme personality of godhead so these feelings of material possessiveness it just he's free from that because like when the more we feel like Uh, Of course, I can't can't say that right now we're going to the level of like Krishna is mine. It's it's a very elevated level, but this is what we aspire for. And uh, on that level, uh, this, of course, like this spirit soul has naturally that uh, we want to direct our affection and love somewhere. And that's why we are basically involved in all of this material scene that, you know, I want to possess, like, I want to possess, somebody wants to possess riches, somebody wants to possess fame, somebody wants to possess some knowledge or some status or some person, some other person, somebody wants to possess like, like their partner um, in life, like their spouse, or children. I have seen such strong possessiveness of the children. Um, but basically... All of this is a perverted reflection of how we want to possess, meaning like how we want to have in our life that feeling of, you know, like Krishna, you're mine, or I'm Krishna, I'm yours. This just, this is in its pure form. Yeah. All right, so we shall continue tomorrow. And last point, major, major point that I wanted to emphasize again, that we read in the poor part, that basically what to possess if nothing really belongs to us, right? Like it's a false understanding, false possession that, you know, all oh, this is mine and this is mine, if everything belongs to Krishna. Like in Ishopanishad, it says, Ishavasiam idam sarvam, that the Lord, He is the Ishvara, He... Actually, everything belongs to Him. So in that way, even if we don't have the understanding yet that Krishna is mine, of course, it's a long way to go to understand that, um, to understand, to realize that, or to aspire that, to have that relationship with the Supreme, that to have that feeling of possessiveness of the Lord, or even to feel feel possessive about our you know spiritual practice. Some devotees there like like my Śrīla Prabhupāda, like my spiritual master, or my... Um, my japa, my kirtan, you know, like my devotional service. That feeling of, you know, my seva, my service to the Lord. Like in some way, it's healthy to to have that feeling of, you know, gratitude for having that service, and uh, to feel some sort of attachment to the service, to chanting, to hearing Bhagavatam, Mahamad Bhagavatam. But also, like we can begin that. A journey by simply understanding that nothing really belongs to us. That Krishna actually owns everything. He is the supreme owner. He has given us this material body. He has given us everything. It's uh, one example also Bhaktivedya Funamaraj gives many times. Is that You walk into a store, you walk into the shop, and you say I renounce everything. That didn't really belong to you. <laughs> it's the shop's property. You can't walk into the house and say, I renounce it. Never really was yours. So similarly, like, it's one thing to say, like, I don't have any feelings of possessiveness of anything. That's nice. You didn't really possess anything in the first place. (laughs) Okay, just wanted to emphasize that myself to remember, of course. Yeah, nice. Thank you so much for tuning in today. The book links Previous episode's timeline and biography of the author can be found on shravanamdiaries.com, the link is in the description, and we shall see you tomorrow.